Welcome to the Word is Mark podcast, brought to you by Anchor FM, YouTube, and all good podcast providers. Hello and welcome to the Word is Mark podcast and today we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5 and its multiple accessories. We're going to be talking about Cyberpunk 2077 and we're going to be talking about Grand Theft Auto 5 and online coming to PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X some point in 2021. Now if you are not a gaming fan do not be disheartened the Word is Mark podcast will run across different entertainment sections in these episodes but first First, let's jump into something a little bit more closer to the podcast itself. Now, have you ever wanted to start your own podcast? Well, Anchor FM is what I use for the Word is Mark podcast, and it's an amazing service available for anyone to use. It's so easy to use, anyone can use it. It provides amazing tools and offers perfect multi-option distribution, meaning you don't have to do the networking with folks like Spotify and Google Play. And you can really do these episodes either by mobile or by PC, and you can do them anywhere, literally anywhere. And Anchor FM, it's just something that really gives you so many options without you having to go out there and find a way of getting a big expensive recording studio or just trying to get your voice out there to get into podcasting so if you want a podcast hit up anchor fm now i really want to jump into this first subject here but one thing to add to that is they also add a monetization option now i did that promotional free i did that for nothing but there is the opportunity to have ads in your podcast episodes and you can record them. So they'll give you kind of like a template for you to read out. And for that, they'll pay you every time someone listens to that advert. So it's got plenty of options to it. But nevertheless, let's go ahead and jump into this debut episode here on the Word is Mark podcast. Now, the first subject I want to run over is Grand Theft Auto 5 being on PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X at some point in 2021. Now, I know when it first came up on the PS event way back in, I believe, oh, it must have been right about July when we first had that stream now. And A lot of people saw that Rockstar's logo arrived and they thought GTA 6 was on the way. But I kind of thought with Rockstar, it's not quite like that. Rockstar's always been quite niche with the way they do things. And I think when it comes time for them to drop a Grand Theft Auto 6 update, it's going to be on their own page They won't want a single console to get that attention from their product. Um, PS5, Xbox Series X having Grand Theft Auto, I think it's a good thing. Grand Theft Auto 5 and Grand Theft Auto Online as it currently is. I think it's a good thing that it is moving over to another generation because it opens so many doors for them going forward. Um, especially with the idea of them making Grand Theft Auto Online a individual entity. Now, 
what we know about this is they are going to offer the option to have Grand Theft Auto Online by itself without the single player experience on the PS5 and with that we'd also believe Xbox Series X um, and this opens so many doors because it means they can kind of focus on them being separate games so could they bring Grand Theft Auto Online to just completely always be continually updated as a free play uh, entity of its own a bit like Elder Scrolls Online or DC Universe Online it would be its own thing um, I think that would be cool the only thing that would kind of concern me with that is what would they do when GTA 6 comes out and it's got the new graphics new map and everything would they integrate all of those options back into Grand Theft Auto Online and give that a big boost up or Will it always kind of, I don't know, sit there as Grand Theft Auto V's online baby, almost? I would imagine they'd have to update it with each Grand Theft Auto single-player game that released as well. Um, I think it also gives them the option to have a look at what teams they've got, dedicate a team to the online aspect, and dedicate a team to the single-player, and maybe eventually that does mean that single-player DC will come back to the Grand Theft Auto games that we know from Grand Theft Auto 4, where it had Lost and Damned and The Ballad of Gay Tony. And we know that Grand Theft Auto also always has great stories, but I think GTA 5 suffered largely in the single player because of the online experience was going to be expanded into this new level of online open world play for all players to kind of come together and have a different experience now i know that grand theft auto 5 going over to the next generation is getting a lot of heat even game crate released a article in june saying that it was proof that rockstar games of old are pretty much over um that they're, they're not going to be to the same standard and I know that a lot of Rockstar folk have, have left as of recently uh, you've got Leslie Benzies who's going to release a game I believe called Everything at some point as well and they're saying that's going to be big competition for Rockstar going forward uh, we know one of the brothers uh, one of the house brothers I believe has also left Rockstar so that could definitely affect the writing but Rockstar isn't the type of brand to kind of just fizzle out like that because of a couple of people leaving and even though the house brother decided to leave his other brother behind and go on to do other things I can't believe that he would just leave his brother to kind of not have someone to kind of take that burden on with the writing so I don't think it's going to really affect GTA that much or any of the Rockstar games, I reckon they're going to do great things, and um, I'm actually excited to see what Grand Theft Auto can be on this next generation, seeing online on its own as a standalone gives them so many options to expand it, we know they're already talking about an enhanced experience on the PS5, uh, giving people three months free with it before having to buy that standalone edition, Um and I think that just adds so much more um, just overall for the online experience to be on its own. It gives the space and storage um, expanded so you've no longer got that limit of having the single player game and the online game taking up so much space. It means they can jump out so much more. It's one of the reasons why 
uh, they eventually gave up with the PlayStation 3 version because the space of the single player and the online together was really capping what they could do um, on that engine. And I think they're pushing and pushing on the PlayStation 4 more and more to really hit that cap level. Um, and I think they're definitely going to do that this coming December. It's time to raise the stakes higher than ever before. You've broken a convicted spy out of Bolingbroke Penitentiary. You've saved the world from an egomaniacal tech billionaire. And you've beaten the odds to drain a casino of its cash. This time, you're taking on an entire island. <laughs> well, get ready because Grand Theft Auto Online is going Hitman mode. It's going James Bond mode. It is going fully fledged. Prepare to infiltrate the remote island compound of the world's most notorious drug dealer in Grand Theft Auto Online's biggest, most daring and action-packed edition yet, the K.O. Pellicle Heist. It's up to you to find a way to breach K.O. Pellicle, one of the most secure private islands in the entire world. Evade or neutralise the heavy armed security forces stationed there and escape with valuable evidence along with as much art, gold, drug money as you can carry. Choose your tools, choose your approach, choose your crew or even go in entirely alone. Just make it back to Los Santos in one piece. The K.O. Pelico Hoist is the biggest GTA Online adventure ever, introducing all new exotic hoist location with brand new approach to hoist design that features the ability to play everything alone or with up to three other online players. Plus you can acquire new weapons, tactical weapons, experience, new social spaces to dance and party with your friends, new world class guest DJs and listen to new radio stations with over a hundred new songs. That's mad. Oh, and a very large, very versatile and very heavily armed submarine HQ with plenty of other surprises. Stay tuned with Rockstar Games for the new information on the Keo Pelicor Heist. <laughs> so just to add to that the K.O. Pelico hoist is going to be revealing itself on December 15th I'd imagine Rockstar will drop some of the trailer or information before we get to that but now Cyberpunk 2077 I don't really know how to start with this subject because it has been on a rocky road it's been delayed so many times even more than I think GTA and Red Dead Redemption are and that is heavy going by cd project because rockstar get a lot of flack for their delaying of games so cd are definitely pushing it with cyberpunk uh, but just of today they've actually released their pc specs revealing 1080p uh 144 op and 4k gameplay also um and Apparently PS5, PS4, Xbox One and Xbox Series X are going to get their specs at some point. Um, actually a few days ago, uh, Keanu Reeves also discussed being Johnny Silverhand, which seems to be a character that is kind of chipped into the player's mind. So it's a little bit like uh, Call of Duty Black Ops, where you could see uh, the Russian guy I believe, I can't remember the names, but I know that you used to have that kind of guy that only you could see. Uh, that seems to be the same thing with Cyberpunk, but it seems to be all because of a chip that the character has uh, in placement. Um, 
it seems to be a title that has got a lot of attention. I think because of it being uh, cyberpunk and being future referenced. Uh, I think also Keanu Reeves had a lot to do with it when he shown up on the scene because of his notorious past. Um, I think as well The Matrix might have been a little bit of a thought process there because Kanye Reeves being Neo. Um, and obviously he he kind of has that feel to him. I always wondered what he would do if he was in something like Transporter or something like that. Um, but yeah, there's... There's different paths that you can take. I know that you can be a nomad of sorts that lives on the outside of the city. You can be someone that grew up in the city itself. You can be someone that grew up in the city itself but grew up in the high life. So you're part of the big business. Uh, But overall you seem to be some sort of bounty hunter and go around doing these tasks for different people. Uh, you can get into so many different things. The character customization gets a big nod from people. There was actually a certain subject which I won't go over now that a lot of people were happy for with the character customization. Um, I'll let you go and search that up. Uh, but yeah, Cyberpunk 2077 wasn't really a title I was initially into going for. It's only over time and being convinced by kind of other people's opinions and thoughts that have kind of made it more kind of intriguing into what you can actually do on that title um i was concerned originally with it not being third person but i've now come to believe that you can actually play it either third or first um even though a lot of the trailer work is in first person i believe you can actually switch to third so that's a a good addition there uh, I know with PlayStation 5, I'd imagine so much the same with Xbox Series X. You will get the free update eventually on the new consoles. Uh, but for the time being, when it releases, you will have to play the current version by inputting the disc of the current version or using a... Uh, you should be able to just download it straight away once you've transported content from your old console onto the new one. Um so that's a, a nice addition there and then eventually that free upgrade should update textures graphics that sort of thing so it's it's definitely a title that's got a lot of attention behind it uh, a lot of people were not very happy with it being pushed back into december but that seems to be the way cd are going about it and uh, you know for the the fairness of it at least they're putting the effort into make sure that it's uh, an experience that they've already offered through trailers through all the hype at least they're trying to make it that experience that they've already offered through all the promotional period um, and hopefully it turns out to be so now if you want to play a title that isn't so much into the future way of things but it looks more at history and the past there's a series that's been out for many many years now and it's continually took different sequences of history and kind of bled in its own story by using historical elements now the title i'm talking about specifically is assassin's creed valhalla assassin's creed valhalla is on ps4 xbox one xbox series x and playstation 5 and you can get that free upgrade by the way if you're on the old console so as soon as you go to the new console you can do the free update that is available straight away now 
Assassin's Creed Valhalla takes a Viking called Ivor and you're pretty much going from the Nordic state and you're going over to England and you're going to get into negotiations, you're going to get into a lot of raids and that sort of activity. I started playing it a couple of days ago and I'm still actually in the Nordic states in Scandinavian area and it really includes the old way with Altair and the very sneaky elements but it also takes the new ways of how Assassin's Creed went with Odyssey and Origins and it kind of creates kind of a perfect blend of the two games the two types of games that Assassin's Creed has become popular for so if you're really into the Viking era or history in itself or into the mythological side if you're a fan of a game like God of War then this may be a good pickup for you and especially if you are an Assassin's fan maybe if you're an OG Assassin's fan you won't be as taken but there's definitely an element in there for you so Assassin's Creed Valhalla give it a look I think at some point we may need to take a deeper dive to Cyberpunk 2077 because there's not a lot I can put on the table with that right now. That's why I've just kind of glazed over the top of it and maybe we'll come back to that. But let's get into the meat of this episode. A couple of days ago on the Thursday, PlayStation 5 released in the UK. And the initial response to it all was kind of a mix to be fair because there's a lot of hype around these consoles the playstation 5 the xbox series x this generation there's a lot of hype there still but with that there's also a lot of kind of questioning there's like a an elephant in the room with it because a lot of people don't know what to make of it because on the face of what has been seen there's not a big update graphically from what people have seen apart from with titles like NBA 2K and so on. And this is something that I think is going to be a little bit of a fight with this generation. And I'm going to come back into that in a second. So PlayStation 5 hitting the UK. One of the big things that was kind of up in the air one was the pre-orders because pre-ordering was a hassle uh, it took me a couple of days to confirm mine and get it here um, just by getting a, a pre-order down um, secondly a lot of people were having trouble with couriers and worrying about what condition their console might come in uh, depending what courier it showed up with so there's kind of been concern around getting a console and what condition it had been once it arrived. And I think that's also it a bit at the hype of PS5. But there's still so many people that want that. Every time you go onto a trailer for a PS5 or even an Xbox game, in the comments you've got it'd be it's very good to showing this stuff, but we can't get the consoles because maybe they missed out the opportunity to get a pre-order. Uh, maybe there's just no unit available at the minute for them to, to get anywhere because that's so hard to kind of grab online apparently right now. And I know that from the initial pre-order period, uh, Amazon was really difficult 
game and uh, WH Smith in the UK, not WH Smith, uh, Smith's Toy Stores in the UK, they sold out within moments, within minutes, 15 minutes or so, and they were all sold out. Um, I ended up going towards Argus in the end, which is not really a brand that I use much, usually I go towards Amazon, but Amazon really crashed out on me, it's the first time that Amazon crashed in my experience. Um, and I think just that initial having trouble getting the consoles is hurting the generation to start with, but I think that will hopefully fizzle out as we get into the start and the middle of 2021. I think that will start to come round. Now, the PlayStation 5 itself, let's get into that. So, the design of it, it's a sleek design. The digital edition is the black glass edition, but the traditional PlayStation 5 with the disk drive has the white and the black. The controller has the white and the black. The accessories have the white and the black. And Xbox Series X has gone completely black. Now, to me, it kind of feels like one of the two sides, either Sony or Microsoft, decided, ah, we're going to go ahead and do what they do with their console and try to take uh, that approach. And then the opposite side of says, well, if they're going to do that, we're going to do what they do usually, but do it even better. And to me, that's kind of what I see with PS5. It really reminds me of Xbox in a way. And not just the console itself, because the white and black colour scheme, obviously the black colour scheme is uh, notorious for PlayStation, but the white uh, kind of gives it that Xbox Edge feel. But also the controller with the haptic feedback. So on the bottom of the handsets, the handset controllers themselves, the new locks, the texture has got a triangle, circle, square and cross. The traditional symbols of PlayStation. And it's got very minute, even microscopic <laughs> visual shapes on the bottom of the controller but the texture is very much the same as the traditional xbox controllers and the other thing that's very much the same is the seal of the white on the handsets is not very sealed it's kind of there's a little bit of a gap there and that's notorious of xbox controllers whereas with a traditional dual lock playstation controller the seal is quite tight you don't really feel it that much with these ones, you do feel that. Now, the controllers themselves, they've got haptic feedback. And I know a lot of people gave grief to the conference that originally released, giving information about what haptic feedback was, um, how it's going to impact. The reason why people are not happy with that is understandable. But the reason why they shouldn't really approach it that way is because that conference wasn't for the consumer, it was for the developers. It's just that with the current state of the world right now, they couldn't bring all the development teams together in one room or conference, uh, a private conference, to kind of give out that information. So what they decided to do was, we'll put it online, we'll put it to YouTube, will let the consumer see what we're, we're offering to the dev teams to be able to use, um, and we'll see how it goes. Now, the consumer wasn't happy with that because it wasn't black and white. It wasn't easy to tell what was going on with that, but the developers that are very techy and going to have to use um, 
their smartness, their technology to enhance the experience of the gamer, it was more meaningful to them. Um, and I think that's something that this generation offers. This generation of console offers the consumer to view a stage which is being given to the developers by the main brand. So PlayStation, Microsoft, offering the developers tools like haptic feedback, um, certain sound elements and that sort of thing to really enhance the game experience of the player to really kind of manifest a whole new experience to the titles that you're able to play um and let's kind of explore the other accessories of the playstation 5 because in order to really experience the haptic feedback on the controllers i would say the only way to really get that is to spend five minutes using the playstation 5 playroom now yet it yeah it is a corny crash bandicoot robot type platform thing i'm not saying go ahead and complete the 10 hours or however long that platform game is that it offers but play the first five minutes play the introduction piece and you will finally understand what haptic feedback is it gives a whole new uh understanding to what haptic feedback really is now the other accessories that the PlayStation 5 come with. It came with a PlayStation Sony version of a charging deck, something that PS4 and PS3 I don't believe had. I think you could get them by third and second party companies, but you couldn't get them exclusively through Sony themselves. This one has the same look as the consoles with the white sides, um, the thinning out on the, the base of it, and then eventually making its way out as it goes towards the top the main hanger where the controllers themselves sit is the glossy black uh the one thing that i would say with the charging deck is put it somewhere where there's not going to be a lot of movement where it's able to get knocked off uh, because they do quite easily come off the charging deck uh, the controllers can move the other thing that i would mention is obviously the console itself is going to need a wall or an extension outlet the charging deck is also going to need an outlet a wall outlet an extension lead outlet it's going to need an outlet because it has not got a usb option this is something that second party and third party companies used to always use with PS4 and PS3. They used the USB into the console so that it could kind of charge off the electricity that was going into the console. But with the Sony version of the charging deck, it's going to need its own outlet. Next, you've got the headset. I haven't really spent much time with the headset on, not really any at all, because... I'm kind of, I'm not really someone that uses a headset very often. Um, now and then, if I'm more into the communication of gaming, but even then I'm starting to move more towards just using a Blue Yeti microphone. Um, actually, something to also mention with the controllers, something that you might want to do is mute the controller. Now, there is now a mute button on the controller because the controller has a microphone. So even if you don't have a headset or a microphone at hand, you can actually speak through your controller in a chat room. That's kind of crazy, but it is an option available. 
Um, if you have got a headset or microphone, you might want to mute your controller because as soon as you turn off that headset or microphone, your controller could pick up your audio and that go onto your chat party or whatever it be. Um, but yeah, the headset, I would imagine it would be uh, kind of like the PS Gold on the PS4, maybe a 2.0 version of that. I don't imagine it to be massively different. Usually I use a Silver Series headset, so I'll probably still revert to that if we go back to headsets. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely, I'll definitely use uh, the PS headset just to see what it's like. It also comes with a camera of its own, a new PS camera. It's got a bit of a look of a Logitech webcam, which is what I use for uh, if I'm doing YouTube or something like that. It has got a look and style like that. Uh, the back of it is kind of like the old um, iToy elements that we used to have on PS2. Um, and that plugs in directly into your console. The quality of it I actually tried to use in a setup screen and it wasn't grand but maybe it'd be better if you were actually doing a live stream so it's probably going to need exploring a little bit more. Now when it comes to the console itself, when you get into the start setup obviously you're going to need your name, you're going to need what country you're in, uh, your actual account itself, uh, you're also going to have a transfer option. Um, all of this is kind of spoken over by a accessibility um, voice, which will basically tell you every word which is on the screen. I suppose it's for those that are hard of seeing um, so that they can kind of understand what they're being asked to do. So that was a nice feature. Eventually I had to turn that off because it was getting really annoying, but it is there, so it is opening... Um, it's a new option, it's a more accessible option to everybody. Um, the initial setup itself, it took a bit of time to go through, um, and one of the big different, one of the big reasons for that was the transfer option. Now, if you've got a PlayStation 4, you will see with the recent update you had the PlayStation 5 transfer option come available. You can actually use that option if you've got a PS5 available, especially if you've run through uh, the setup already for the first time. Uh, you can actually go over to your PlayStation 4, press that option, link it up with your PS5, and it will automatically try to transfer it from that point. But you will be offered the transfer option uh, on the PlayStation 5 when you're first setting up. If you do go with that option, make sure that you haven't got your external drive going because the playstation 5 will try to take from that as well um and one thing that should be really mentioned at this point and one thing that is took as uh, more of a negative is the playstation 5 actually offers about 825 something like that gigabytes i'm not 100 but i know it's 800 and something um which is more than the PlayStation 4 because the PlayStation 4 initially come with 500, but it's still not enough for the games that released on PS4 or on PS that are coming onto PS5 and that we're going to get in the future because they're going to get more and more space taken up. Um, they are working on an update to allow us to use external hard drives on the PlayStation 5, so when that comes available, we'll be given so many more options. You'll be able to run over all your PS4 games if you want to do that and um, play them all on the PS5 but at the minute 
just watch what you're transferring over. Um, within three hours and having GTA, Red Dead, uh, NBA 2K, PS4 and PS5 version and Assassin's Creed Valhalla PS4 and PS5 version, my PlayStation 5 was completely full with storage. Now, one of the main things that you want to think about with that is I did mention PS5 and PS4 versions. Now, one thing that you will be able to do is with games like NBA 2K, FIFA 21, and also um, Assassin's Creed Valhalla titles that have got a PS5 and a PS4 version, you will actually be able to download the PS5 version either by a code or by going onto the option uh, through your accessible menu of titles that you've got in your library and you'll be able to go to that game's page and download the PS5 version. Now, if you do that, one thing that I would say is delete the PS4 version currently while we've not got so much space available on the consoles and either keep your PS4 available or wait until we're given the update to use external storage and then re-download the PS4 versions. One thing that you'll be able to do in the menus is if you've got a game in the console, you'll be able to press options on your controller over the certain game and manage which version you want to play if you've got both versions downloaded. So you'll be able to switch between the PS4 and PS5 version, basically by going options, manage version, and click which option you want to play. And it will automatically play whichever version you chose to play. Which is a nice nod, it's a new compatible feature, uh, something that's good for titles like NBA 2K if you want to jump back to the old version or jump into the new one. Now, talking about that overall, we're going to go across the main menu a little bit now. It has got a reference to PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, very much the same system, apart from the main menu is now on the top left of the screen, or more or less the top left of your screen, and it has uh, the PlayStation Store, PS Plus, uh, whatever video game you've got plugged in, uh, whatever you've downloaded digitally or what you've got in if you've got the disc version. Uh, it will also have your main library where you'll be able to look into your library of games uh, that have been on your system or that you've had on your account that you've downloaded from PS4, uh, PS3. It will have everything listed that your account has brought over the time period of you having that account. Now, that menu itself is really good um, because that's your that's your main menu that you're going to use. Um, if you want to go to media now, it actually has a second page. So if you press R1 on your controller, it will take you to the media option. And you'll have things like Netflix, Spotify, Disney, Prime, and so on and so forth. Uh, and you can also download different apps as well, which will give you like YouTube, Now TV, uh, whatever's available within your country. Um, and that's a, a cool uh, kind of setup because it separates the gaming from the uh, kind of home entertainment series, movies. It separates them into two different categories. Uh, also, music comes under home entertainment, which comes under media as a whole. Um, and gaming comes under games uh, you'll also have the other option menu which if you press the option button when you're 
just static on a page and not hovered over a game it will bring up a menu at the bottom of the screen and that will bring up things like uh, your wi-fi option or your capture option um different things like that also um if you've if you've got a game in you'll be able to close the game by using that menu and so on and so forth so there's definitely a lot of different menus around uh, if you want to use settings or look at your account you have to go across on the main menu to the far right side of the screen because that is now separate in the corner of the top right of your screen um, I definitely would recommend going into your settings straight away where you'll now be able to choose things like what difficulty you can play every game at it will just jump straight to the hardest difficulty if that's what you chose uh, you can choose subtitle settings if you want to have them turned on you can even choose whether your microphone on your controller is muted when you turn on the console or not which i thought was kind of a neat thing um capture capture you can now capture video in 1080p which uh, it used to only be 720 so now you can go to the highest hd availability doesn't offer 4k or 8k for capture um but it's it's the next step up so we can't really complain about that 1080p is mainly what youtube runs at anyway um you can get 4k and so on but it's a slow burner people are eventually getting to that step with elgatos and whatnot um but yeah overall i think they've done very well with it obviously they've also added the spoiler cards and stuff like that if you're in a game you can refuse to accept to see spoilers and screenshots from players that might send you so like if i'm playing a game but i'm far ahead and you're right at the start if i send you a picture you can even set up in settings that you don't see spoilers so they will basically blur out that image so you've got the choice if you want to see it or not um just little things like that they've really gone in to kind of add little intricate details and that seems to be what this generation is it's not so much about playstation and xbox offering a massive graphical version or a massive overhaul it's more them putting in little intricate details and adding things like haptic feedback surround sound experiences um i'm very sure that they're going to push more with vr within the next couple of years as well and that will adapt to this generation of console it's going to be more about manifesting more of a experience for overall game my kind of end note that would be that this is playstation and xbox sony and microsoft going hollywood this is where they are now offering the dev teams to come in and create real blockbuster content more experience based content they'll be able to enhance what experience they offer to people by now offering all these little intricate details to be blended in so with haptic feedback you'll be able to feel certain shooting options you'll be able to use the the map button which is the the mini the kind of big motion button on a playstation controller which came in with the ps4 but it's been enhanced even more with the ps5 with the playroom you use that like a slingshot for the robot and you can feel just that vibrating on its own so 
there's so many different aspects of the controller and different hits that you can do um they brought back it used to be called six axes or something like that they brought that back with this controller where you're able to move the controller and the character will move uh with certain games uh we know that the sound has very much been enhanced if you've got sound bars if you've got uh enhanced speakers you should hear that pick up um and also headsets they've added more 3d audio versions for headsets they are gonna do so much more with vr i can already see it coming they've added all these little options to the accessories and that that kind of intricate detail which i keep going to to give the developer the chance to go from broadway which was playstation 3 and playstation 4 and show what they can really do on a hollywood level it's time for them to bring the blockbuster content so now what we really need to look towards is what titles are naughty dog bethesda rockstar games ea 2k and so many more so so many more developmental teams gonna do to show that they are the big dogs when it comes to the gaming industry and so with that being said i want to thank you for stopping by the words mark podcast next episode is going to be an nba special we're going to talk about the nba bubble nba expansion possibilities and the nba draft i want to thank you for stopping by be sure to tune in next time and this has been the word is Wow.